Glamorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia. The podcast that's guaranteed to set you up for a life of cynicism. (laughs) Welcome to episode 7 of Two Humorous Nurses where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. Today we're giving you the scoop on how to be a good nurse. This is an important topic because there are some sort of unwritten rules in nursing and we are going to reveal them right here on our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Uh, I would like to prelude this by saying it's our opinion. So so it's absolutely <laughs> what you should do. So, no, it, I mean, this comes from years of experience between me and Kelly, um, you know, probably with Kelly's thousand years and, you know, my eight, you know, it's amazing. So this is, this is coming from people who have worked in, you know, different departments. All different and, areas. And we've all worked, different hospitals. And we've both been students. We've both been grads. And we yeah. actually are going to do a grad special. Um, the, so that's going to be fun, but that's yeah. coming up. Well, I've been a grad twice, so for oh, an EN and for RN. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know many EN grads. Um, right. Right. So we're going to start with the don'ts, don'ts of nursing. So Kelly, you can take it away. <laughs> I think this is probably one of the most important ones, but don't ever walk into a patient's room and talk to them if they're not your patient and they want something press their buzzer and then walk out. Yeah, if you're not going to help them, why are you there? I know. <laughs> like just if you're walking past their room and they yell out, hello, either go in and help them or ignore them and keep walking. <laughs> Sometimes if <laughs> I'm really that. busy, I'll be like, just give me one second and I'll finish what I'm doing and I'll go back. Yeah. Or, yeah, you just oh, just don't press their buzzer. I feel like this Fix happens it. in aged care sometimes yeah. when nurses are doing the med round and they don't have yeah. time and I get that. Because the I med round like is important. So I feel like that's probably the only time, especially in aged care when you're doing the meds for like 50 or 60 people. Yeah, and, and you really can't Do be the interrupted. Care. I that's think right. unless it's something like, unless this person is, you know, sitting in feces or something yeah, like right. and that's not acceptable and I think at that point try and get someone to help you so it's quicker yeah I just feel like it's inexcusable especially in acute care everyone's busy and the patients are the priority so that's right don't ever press their buzzer for them it's very <laughs> bad form very bad form. the next one this one irks me so much because it happens a lot don't interrupt group handover unless you're the nurse in charge or it's integral information. No one needs to know in group handover if they've had their bowels open. It's just not relevant. And you really want group handover to be over quickly so you can yeah, hurry up and get on. Point. Yeah, Because you can get the bowel handover at the bedside. Yeah, exactly right. Or yeah. you can just look in their chart later. Yeah, mate. <laughs> or just ask them. They'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Well, most of the time they will. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just feel yeah. like th- when sometimes there are so many interruptions in handover and when you're the nurse in charge, you it. you it's so points. frustrating because you're like, okay, yeah. let's just move on. We don't need to talk about what happened with their daughter yesterday. Like, I feel like yeah. we just need to keep moving on, be professional and get on with it. Get on with it. Um, don't forget what it's like to be a student because mm. I think we forget this a lot and students, you know, well, you can't have nurses without them being students first. Yeah. So, you know, if they ask you and a million we, questions. According or, to our last podcast, we need another eight, eight million, million or something. <laughs> so um, let's nurture yeah, our baby nurses. That's it. They'll ask questions. They'll be very slow at doing things because they're trying to be methodical and they're trying to do it right and they don't know how to do it. Yeah, that's the so main thing. Be be supportive, I think. is, And I know you're busy and I know you're having a student will – you know, weigh you down and make your time management maybe a little bit off, but just account for that. I don't think anybody wants to be a bad preceptor. I think no. Um, but do you know what? I also don't think people know how to be preceptors. I no. think it's very important to to teach 
that skill. There are people that just aren't good teachers. You could be a great nurse but not yeah. a good teacher. I'm I like teaching, but I, I don't I think I said this in previous I don't know the words. I'm not very articulate. <laughs> I'm like, get that thing, put it there. I think that's you're something good. I learned to do from theatre because when you're training students and grads, you have to be so specific. Um, I'm still you obviously at didn't that. do a very good job. <laughs> um Uh, yeah I think it's so even you know as a nurse in charge I really try and nurture students but I do I do get frustrated with them when they don't seem to want to learn no that's right and And if you are a nursing student listening to this be proactive don't hang back yeah get in there if you're with someone and your patient load isn't got the best things to do or it's a bit boring or you know whatever ask around ask around the other patients other nurses and say do you have any dressings do you have this like be really proactive in your learning because we're not going to give it to you like and if you're quiet we'll just do it yeah well that's right and so if yeah it's just important for nurses not to forget what it's like to be a junior nurse because we were all there yeah at some point and there were other nurses being frustrated with us at some point um (laughs) i'm still frustrated at you (laughs) (laughs) i'm useful now um yeah so very important um okay i've got the next one don't ever do anything that you don't know how to do oh my god (laughs) i love this i um you know obviously nurses have a scope of practice and but it is ever evolving you know my scope of practice is the biggest it's ever been yeah you know i can suture now and i can do things that i you know didn't that i couldn't do yeah you know years ago but I've never, ever attempted something that I had either never seen or done before. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's so important to ask for help in those situations and don't ever pretend that you know what is happening when you don't because it's so unsafe. So we, um, you know, do a lot of procedures in oncology that I had never done before. Um, And I will never forget the first time I had to do... Um, like a venosection for someone with hemochromatosis where you take off basically a unit of blood and the needle that you put in is huge. Mm. So I'd seen it done before, but I'd never paid a huge amount of attention because I didn't think I would ever have to do it. It's just a needle. (laughs) Bomb, bomb. (laughs) Oh, God. So I um, Googled like YouTube videos on how to do blood transfusions and stuff and like to see, you know. Do you mean uh, venosections? No, but like people that went to donate blood, like they were the ones that gave like really good videos on how to put the needle in. It's the same procedure basically. Oh, my God. Like I watched, I don't know, I don't know, hundreds of them. Mm. Like I was there for hours and I read the policies and I spoke to people that had done it before. And the first time I did, I was like outwardly so confident. I was like, yep. This is fine. I can do this. You get a big vein. It's perfect. And I put it in and a little bit of blood come back and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I drained off like 400 mils of blood and oh, that's nice. bandaged them up. And I was like, oh, yes, that was my first time. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you never tell them. Never tell them that no. you've not done something before you no, do- I don't. There. I don't know about that. That's not one of the rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Righto. Um, I think there are some exceptions to this rule, though, that if it's a drain dressing or something that's got to be done, maybe you've done drain dressings before, but you haven't done this one. Yeah. Or uh, Just maybe, read the policies. Yeah, absolutely. And ask someone that you work with. And I think sometimes, and I know I've done this because I am very confident in my practice, I've gone, I'll just, like, if the dressing's got to come down or something, you go, well, I'm just going to have to give it a crack because yeah. there's no other option. Yeah. And, but, you know, you arm yourself with the information you can get. Yeah. You know, there are some exceptions to that rule. And try I think. to remember when you take it down, take it down really methodically so you know how to put it back. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. And make note of what you throw in the bin because <laughs> you don't want to go fishing through that to find what uh, was on there in the first so place. Funny. 
Never say that's not my job because sometimes it's not your job. But you know what? You should probably Suck do it, it anyway. Like you're allowed to take that full linen skip off the skip yes. and put a new bag yes. on. Like you're allowed to do that. Yes. You're allowed to empty the rubbish bin if it's full and you're trying to use it. And you're allowed to change the shop's bin over. You are allowed to make the patients a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> you do not need to call the kitchen. <laughs> do you know what? I'm more than happy to do that because it is literally a quick fix. Yeah. And it means that for at least 10 minutes while they're drinking their cup of tea, they're not yeah. going to bother me. <laughs> Yeah, I think people get stuck, hung up on that, um, you know, like this is my job. And I feel like probably uh, people in leadership roles are probably the worst mm. at it, like especially if you're like the manager on the shift or something, you might not have time to do something and, and that's okay. But don't just don't say that's not my job. Just be like, oh, I'll try and find someone mm. to do it for you. Or I don't know, just work Depend- around it. I think, yeah, and at the end of the day, it's our job to help people. Absolutely. And if that means that you're helping Enviro because they are absolutely run off their feet, yeah. at the end of the day, if if I'm helping them, it's going to make their day a bit easier. And the amount of stuff they do for us, like right. toilet paper just magically appears in all of the staff toilets. They might actually <laughs> do more if you do more. It's like anything yeah. in life really, yeah. you know. Give and take. That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. Ooh, um, I like this next one. Oh, okay. This one irks me because I'm never late for work. Ever. I'm never late to anything. I think actually I was late to work once in – sort of the last probably year I reckon and they rang me while I was five <laughs> meters from the ward and it was like two minutes past so and that was because I had walked to work <laughs> and I got about a kilometer away from my house and realized they didn't have a mask on so oh, I had no. to walk all the way home <laughs> and then going no and then I was like no I'm determined to walk to work so I literally like sped <laughs> and I'm pregnant <laughs> And I get to work and I'm like dripping in sweat and like couldn't breathe. I was only two minutes late. I was like, if I'm late, like if I'm not here at bang on seven at the start of my shift, call an ambulance. (laughs) There's something wrong with me. So this is our rule. Our rule is do not rock up exactly on time. Like you want to be early for your shift. Because your shift starts at seven, get there like 10 to seven. At least five to Enough time to like, you know, get your pens out, put your lunch lunch in the fridge and... Um, yeah, yeah. organise yourself. Make sure you got a pen and your keys. And I mean, my shifts are supposed to start at eight, and I'm, I've been at work bef- like quarter past twenty past seven now for so long that my manager just changed my shift start time to seven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like too, if if people are waiting for you, you're late. And at the moment, because of COVID, we're limiting group handover. Well, we're not doing it at all, and so staff are literally coming to work on time or coming to work when they're, you know, just before their shift's due and then they hit the floor straight away and do bedside handover now for all shifts. And it's actually working really well. If you're the night shift or if you're, you know, if you're the shift that's going home, you're waiting for people to arrive to work so you can hand over so you can go home. You've got to be a bit more organised. And it is frustrating when you're looking at the clock and it's bang on yep. and they're still you're still waiting and for someone. And we're lucky here where we live um, because we get parking, adequate parking. Yeah. But I used to work in an inner city hospital in Perth and we couldn't park on site. So mm. we used to park off site at, um, at like the entertainment centre, multi-storey car park, and then a bus would ferry us to and from the oh, hospital. Wow. So it was about a 15-minute bus trip and the bus only took 12 people. So if you started at 7 a.m., you could imagine the entire hospital starts at 7 a.m. So... You know, and people would line up and they would be like, one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm 12. No, you wait for the next bus. And it's peak hour. So the bus would take – the whole trip was like a 35-minute round trip if you didn't get stuck in any traffic. 
So I that was probably the height of my turning up to work an hour early because if I missed that bus, yes. I would be like devastated. And being late because of the shuttle bus is not an excuse. Yeah. And if you're coming late to work consistently, people just assume you don't care. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it, it actually it becomes-, becomes rude to your colleagues yeah. because they all get there on time to make sure you yeah. go home on time. That's it. So that's and definitely if you turn up late, respectful. do not leave early. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it comes down to respect and professionalism. It's respect, yeah, yeah, definitely. You should never spend more time whinging about work than actually doing the work. Yeah. Don't stand around the nurse's desk saying, oh, God, my load is so busy or I've got, like, my second admission how busy like, is it really if you're standing at the just desk? Just do it. I know. Sometimes it's overwhelming so you don't want to do it yeah. and you're just standing there because you're like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And I feel like sometimes you don't know how to prioritise in the moment, like when you realise, yeah. oh, my God, I am so busy. And then you spend more time being overwhelmed about how busy you yeah. are than Fixing actually. Fixing up your little time planner yeah. to make it look pretty and yeah. then you're like, oh, God, I should use that hour to and actually th- shower a patient. I find that I do actually get overwhelmed about being so busy. I think I'm getting better at identifying it now because I start getting really dramatic. <laughs> And I start going, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. And then I'm like, okay, pull yourself together, you psycho. We've never actually talked about this, but Alicia does like theatre shows and theatre productions. So being dramatic is like her jam. (laughs) (laughs) And she's so good at it. That's terrible. I don't know. No, don't love drama. You love being dramatic. Yeah, I yeah. do it. Yeah, but it's the best. But I'm getting better at it. I think my and sister she sings everywhere. Ruby, if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry, but my sister is the most dramatic person in the whole world. And so when I hear myself <laughs> saying something that's really dramatic, I'm like, mate, you Mom. sound just like your sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you. <laughs> we um, you know, in uh, where I work in oncology, the girls and I, we sort of, if we're having a bad morning or something, we come in, we'd be like, right, we're allowed to whinge until 9 a.m. And then that's <laughs> You've it. You've got to rule. We got to change our attitude. So and we do it like. Uh, like fairly regularly, <laughs> we'll come in and be like, oh my God. Like, Do you want to know something? I don't think I've ever told you this. Oh, so no. Because I'm such a whinger, Mick gives me like a quota of how many times I'm allowed to whinge about the same thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's so bad to the point where we'll be sitting in the car and be like, oh, I'm so hungry. And he'll go, that's one. <laughs> and then, <laughs> if I say it again, I'll be like, oh, I'm so hungry. He'll be like, that's two. You're and like, if I can you just take me to lunch then? If, Matt? I, like, if, I whinge, if I whinge about the same thing three times, he stops talking to me. Oh, <laughs> Mick. Please don't, Cam, don't listen it's to that. husband goals right there. <laughs> and so now, but it's got, now it's also extended to now I'll say things like, oh, I'm so excited for lunch. So I won't say oh, how hungry yeah, I am. <laughs> I won't whinge and say I'm hungry. I'll be Switch like, oh, up. I'm really looking forward to going to lunch. <laughs> So he can't tell me (laughs) I'm smart. Smart. Okay. That's good. I think we've passed that one. Okay. (laughs) Never make excuses for why you can't help someone. So in nursing, if you're a nurse or if you're studying to be a nurse, you will know that a lot of nursing is teamwork. So if you've got a dangerous drug or if you've got to change someone's pad, you're going to need some help usually for that kind of thing. So a lot of the time you'll say to someone, are you free for a check? 99% of your colleagues will say, yep, no problem. Or they'll say, yep, just give me one sec, I'll meet you in there. And that is pretty much your whole shift. And then you will get a person that goes, oh, I've just got this person on the toilet and I've I've just got to do these meds and then I can help you. And what they're saying is, go and ask someone else. Yeah. And that's really frustrating because a lot of the time during your shift, you're going to need help from every single person more than once. And 
they're going to need help from you. And, you know, if you're that person that put, you know, that makes those excuses as to all the reasons why you can't possibly help them right now, but you'll be able to help them in 20 minutes, which is useless to them, then people won't help you. You I will admit to um, fully being too busy to help change. um, We had a bit of a C. diff outbreak (gasps) on one of our wards. No. And we had a a room with two people in it and I... um, And they both had C. diff. mm -hmm. And I might have on multiple occasions that shift just been too busy to help the person. <gasps> no, you're that bitch. Oh, <laughs> just for that one shift. Kelly. Just for that one shift. But karma bit me in the ass because the next shift I had them. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then no one wanted yeah. to help you. <laughs> Suck. Um, and I think leading on to that, like don't kill yourself to get everything done in your shift. Mm. Like it is a 24-hour service and there are expectations that each shift should do specific things. Yeah. However, if you can justify – the re no and you shouldn't have to justify it, but no. the next shift will expect you to do that. Yeah. So if you haven't done um a dressing or something, you know, but you've done all the showers of your thing or your patient had a fall and you had to help them yeah. up. Or you had somebody, you know, or you've got had an three admissions, admissions or and you know, admission paperwork doesn't have to be done there and then. Mm. Like you you can do it over the day. You've got twenty four hours. Yeah, that's right. And whilst it's, you know, a lot of the time it's easy enough to just do, you don't 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 bust your balls if you're like fully busy. I think grads are the guiltiest for this because they want people to think that they're good at their job. Yep. They want to be able to manage their time. They want to be able to do everything that they can do and yep. not hand things over to the next shift. And I always say to grads, it's a 24-hour service. Yep. You've got to leave something for afternoon shift to do because yep. they don't have to shower anyone. They don't have to, yep. you know, get people up and get them ready for the day. They but don't also, have to. If you're patient, I mean, not in COVID because no one can visit, but if your patients have visitors in the morning and they don't want your dressing done or they don't want to have a shower while That's their the visitors choice. are there, they're allowed to say that mm. and they're allowed, you're allowed to say to the afternoon shift. And this is why bedside handers are so important because you can say, oh, like, Mr. Jones didn't have a shower today because his wife was in, mm. um, but she, he would like one after lunch. Absolutely. And so then the afternoon staff, and if you're doing that in front of the patient, he can corroborate that story. And yep. then the afternoon staff aren't going to be like, oh, you know, Alicia didn't do that shower this morning, mm. which they probably will anyway, but whatever, like. I um I I never push people to shower and um, this might be you know a a mark against my name as a nurse but when I was ward nursing like not that I'm not ward nursing now but when I was on the floor I would say to patients would you like a shower today and they'd say I don't know or nah maybe tomorrow had one yesterday I go righto I've asked the question, I've offered it. Yeah. If they're not taking it, I'm not going to push them. Unless they've got some serious problem where they need to be showered desperately, then I will not force them. But But I don't even really ask them in that situation. I just set their bathroom up. Yeah, and I say, it's all ready for you. Yep, ready. What time? Yep, okay, I'll be here in 10 minutes and we're going to have a shower. And you know what? If they forcefully refuse, then there's nothing you can do about it. But most of the time, and you'll explain, you know, you explain to them. It's actually for your own good. We really need to get in there and clean yeah, that up. Hygiene is and so most, important. Yeah, and most of the time, you know, if they're really smelly or something, they'll be agreeable. <laughs> or not. That's why they're smelly. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. Moving on to the do's. The do's. Okay. I'm excited about this one. So, okay. Our first do is do be open to innovation and new practices. I think, Change is good. People. Yes, this is specifically relevant, I think, to nurses who've been nursing a long time and maybe are set in their ways or maybe just resist new things and resist change. And, that, you know, 
it's important. Like it's our job to stay up to date and it's our job. Yeah. And things change. Like, yes. um, you know, nursing, if my grandma and I compared notes, I mean, like there'd be nothing to compare these days. Mm. Like we, I mean, they pretty much use, you know, mercury thermometers and now we can use infrared ones. <laughs> yeah, rectal so, thermometers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think change is not scary. And as nurses, uh, probably because we're women, um, a big con- congregation of women. What's that called? Like a bitch? A whore. <laughs> a whore of women. <laughs> we don't like change. And I mean, I don't know. I think in so, COVID we've had so many changes to our practice and it's been so difficult, but I have not he- heard anyone really whinge about it. We just accept it and move on and that's what we should do. Yeah, we got a med dispense system at work recently. Mm, well, actually, I think it was so good. almost... A year oh, or two years ages ago. ago yeah. yeah. And I really thought that people were going to be shitty. I thought people were going to crack it about this complicated piece of equipment. Yeah. And what's it even for and what's the point and rah, rah, rah. Yeah. It's been awesome. I know. It's the best. Yeah. And people have really embraced it. Yeah. I think, you know, it's the only thing is I think we were told we wouldn't have to change our passwords. So people are a bit <laughs> shitty about that. <laughs> change our password all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it, you know, that's been, it's been really good, but I think it's important for it, for a healthy team, for people to, you know, be open to new things. And yeah. particularly um, when you've got new staff starting, or if you've got someone who's super experienced coming from another yeah. hospital, that's coming to work in, you know, on your ward and, and pick their brain, take yeah. what, take what you can from people. Yep. Like, um, you know, learn what you can, be a sponge and right. because it's only going to make you better and it's only going to make your patients better. Yep, so it. what's to lose? Nothing. Your pride maybe if you can't admit you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're always right so we don't have that No, problem. exactly. Yeah. I've never had that problem. Um, Actually, I did get corrected yesterday. Oh, no. About an ante that I thought you could push and um, turns out you can't push it. So I, I didn't do it. The nurse was like, no, you can't push that. And I was like, mm. And in my head, I'm like, I'm fucking right. <laughs> Did you go read the book? And no, I didn't. Not but, say no, anything? I didn't. But then <laughs> and someone else came and told me that um, they'd been putting it in a bag. And I was like, oh, all right. I, okay. I believe you now. <laughs> Maybe I'm not right. But I, I should actually still look that up. Yeah. You know, it's um, good to learn. It's good well, to admit that you don't know everything. Asking questions. Yeah. Following on from that. So um, we talked earlier about don't doing anything you don't know how to do. But mm. you should ask questions. There's no stupid questions. Um and I think question things too. So yes. if you're checking something with someone, um, and you aren't sure, it's like your job you to question. It, like that person yes. obviously said to you, you, can't push it. Yes, which is really good. They questioned your um, practice, and that made me better. <laughs> yeah, didn't better think it was possible, <laughs> but here I am, better than I was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, righto. <laughs> I said uh, being pregnant's turned me into a superhero. Now I'm like... Oh, like you've been just the only person that's ever been pregnant. No, when I'm pregnant, oh. it's like I'm maximising my potential. Oh, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important to question people and, and be open to being questioned. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Because if people you're going to question people... you if no, they're questioning you. They're just making sure it's safe yeah. and the right thing and to do and covering your like, fucking ass. Yeah, and we should question... Like I question doctors all the time. Yes. So they write up orders... We have a very – on the page that they write the orders on, there's a very specific guide as to how much drug they should have and I swear to God, at least once a week we ring the doctor and be like, are you sure they want that amount? Because in theory they should have this amount according to the guide. Yeah. And then they might say, no, they only want that amount because a specialist ordered it yep. or whatever. That's fine. I just wrote as per doctor. Yeah. But I have to question it because if I don't and it gets audited and yes. I haven't written that down that I discussed it with the doctor. 
I get in trouble. And Not be- the doctor. Yeah. And there's side effects. And there's there's consequences to errors. Um, well, and, and in oncology, there was this huge um, investigation in New South Wales about a oncologist that had been underdosing patients for years. Oh, my God. So now there's, a, you know, really strict guidelines around dosages yeah, right. for chemos and things because of this one doctor God, so it's not always terrific. overdosing people yeah underdosing is just as bad because yeah. i mean you could be preventing an, their like antimicrobial um, protocols like what's the point of giving someone less amount of antibiotics than what's therapeutic yeah, yeah because you're just going to make um super bugs and mm. things like that or, well and you're just going to prev- like prevent progress or that's right uh, you know you're your patients are going to be sicker for longer yeah, that's it yeah, and, and, and that comes into advocating for your patients as well. Maybe we should have put in there another one that says... Be your patient advocate. Do advocate for your patients. Yep, and even do it. Job. And this is something that I have never had a problem doing, but I know that lots of nurses struggle mm. with um, putting your patients above your need to be liked. Because at the end of the day, if you are pressuring a doctor because you don't think something is safe with your patient or if you are questioning someone or if you are advocating hard and I, this is something I'll always say I advocate hard for my patients yeah. because at the end of the day if that was my sister if that was my grandma how would I want them treated and yeah. what would I expect from the nurse in charge in that situation okay so the next one is and this one oh my gosh okay this one is one that just sits what is it? It gets stuck in my craw. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. If there is a crash cart or any sort of life-saving emergency equipment in the department where you work, make sure you know how to fucking use it. This is the most <laughs> frustrating thing ever. When you have got equipment that is integral to saving someone's life and you don't know how to use it, you are a liability to the rest of your team. And not even knowing how to use it. Know where to find it. Yes. And so know how to check it. If you're oh, checking... Okay. <laughs> so... It's getting so worked yeah, up. Yeah, getting so worked up. My hands are flying. <laughs> so know your crash cart like the back of your hand. Know where things belong. You're allowed to crack the seal and open it up. Look at every piece of equipment on there and then reseal it back yeah. up. You're allowed – just document that you've done it. I'm going to add another one on here. If you open the fucking crash cart, check, check the it. fucking crash cart. Yeah, that's right. Document that you've checked it. <laughs> I'm getting so passionate. And then, like, lock it back up. Yeah. And I used to do agency nursing. So agency nursing, you go to any hospital, any shift, at any time. And every time I went to somewhere new, I would always ask them where the crash cart was and how do you call a met yes. or a code yep. in this hospital. Yep. Because I worked at, like, almost every hospital – in Perth like mm-hmm. I worked at so many of them public private and that I figure I can you can nurse anywhere in the you can literally nurse anywhere it's the same thing but every ward was different and you needed I needed to know and the number to call yeah if you're going to use a crash cart you need to know like if someone yells for a, like an LMA or an ETT you need to know what draw that is you can't be opening every single drawer thinking oh shit where's the airways and I think it's helpful to know what size ETT you're going to use for an adult female Just, because handing yeah. someone a size three is not going to be helpful <laughs> you don't want to be a hindrance in a code and especially you know we talk from our experience like I, I mean I talk from a uh, majority of my experience has been at a smaller hospital and the clinical emergency team is made up of nurses and mm. if it's within hours and there's a doctor around they might come yeah so you want to be as useful as you possibly can in those yeah. situations i think probably one of the other things that you should do 
is your yearly mandatory education. And your PDPs. And your PDPs. Yeah. They are boring. So boring. I mean, I've done hand hygiene and basic life support now for 20 years. <laughs> However, it's important. It's essential. They're updated regularly. I mean, when I first started, we didn't have the five moments of hand hygiene. Mm. Um, and there were only five rites of drug administration. Now when dinosaurs like roamed the earth. <laughs> Are we going to have an episode without me making an age joke? (laughs) The ageism around here is (laughs) horrific. And you know what? As an A-num, I don't like chasing people for that shit. And your num likes it even less. And your education department, they're like sick to death of having to put out who's due. Like mine are usually due around um, like July, August. And I'll take any – and don't – I mean – I don't do them at home. I mm. do them when I'm at yeah. work. And you I understand that it. it's busy, but I'll just, if I have a quiet moment, I'll sit down and do it. Mm. Smash something out real quick, get it done. And I mean, and I you do them every year. They can't be that yeah. difficult. I mean, MedCacs do my brain in every year because mm. I'm not mathematically inclined. And let's be honest, when was the last time we used a drip rate? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I have a machine for that. Mm. Do attempt to rectify a problem before making it someone else's. Do not come to me and tell me your patient's got low blood pressure unless you've done it manually. And And then if you've done something to correct their legs in the air. Yes. And then then if you've done something to try and correct it. Yeah. Don't come to me and tell me your patient's got a blood pressure of 70 on 50 unless you've, you know, and you've left them. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave them there. (laughs) Don't get up, mate. You'll probably fall over. (laughs) And I mean, not... Not everything's easily fixable and not no. everything that you can fix. But if you've done your best to sort of do what you can, then, of course, you should absolutely go to your in charge and let them know about the situation. Like, we're not saying don't let them know about the situation. Mm. Like, because... Yeah, of course. Like, that's not... Like, you shouldn't be scared of and your And at the end of the day, press the, press press the emergency the button yeah, because you're right. going to get people there if that's what it calls for. But yep. in other things, it could be like, oh, this OBS machine's not working. Oh, well, have you tried doing something and about it before something you come broken, and make put in oh a request to have a fix yes and document that it's broken <laughs> don't leave it for someone else to find and use and then find that it's broken it's completely because <laughs> no one will ever admit to putting a glove in the sluice machine <laughs> no what's that thing called the muncher the muncher yeah the, yeah. the macerator macerator yeah. should have put another one in here own your mistakes own your mistakes everyone yeah. makes mistakes yeah and in your nursing career, you will make one massive one that you will never forget for the rest of your life. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, me too. $10,000 <laughs> drug. Oh, probably oh. should have read the instructions before I tried to make it up. <laughs> okay, mine is not that. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, I had a very forgiving pharmacist. Oh, my God. <laughs> there was only two of them in the hospital. Sorry, taxpayers. Those. Yeah, God. Anyway, <laughs> do you have any more? No, I think... I feel like there's a lot. There's, there's so, many. so many. I think we could do five episodes oh on this. We could go for hours. But it's more but just us like... bitching, really. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think if you just remember to treat everyone like they're a valued member of your family and be respectful be to your respectful colleagues. Be respectful to your colleagues. Yeah. Help out, ask questions, turn up on time, wear your uniform, advocate. Advocate for your patients. Don't rock up late to work with a fucking coffee in your hand. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, allow time for that coffee stopover. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to Two Humorous Nurses. Hopefully you now know how not to be a fuck up at work. <laughs> in our next episode, we're going to be talking all things death and dying. It won't be as morbid as it sounds, but nurses always find humor in the darkest of places. And Kelly loves death, so I bet you oh, she's And I laugh inappropriate. 
all the time so this will be terrible if there's anything that nurses are very good at joking about it's death but you know we're going to totally go into this next episode death isn't um taboo it should not no, be taboo no. everyone's going to die you eventually. know what we're just going to raise awareness about death <laughs> <laughs> there should be an international death day oh no international day of the dying Stop. international day of the dead is it, I mean, already, Mexico like, already yeah, do that. Yeah. Oh, I love Mexican food. We love nachos. Oh, God. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's not Mexican. <laughs> Tex-Mex. <laughs> Maybe we should have a geography lesson. <laughs> Maybe. I'll have a margarita, though. You can have a mocktail. <laughs> oh, great. Make sure you follow and subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. We always love hearing from listeners. Follow us on Instagram to stay up to date with the latest updates and episode sneak peeks. You can find us at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast. You can email us with your topic suggestions and your nursing stories. We can't wait to hear from you. Email humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone. H-U-M-E-R-U-S nurses at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.